Welcome to Bring It In, hosted by Matthew Carstensen and brought to you by General Effect Media. Hi, everybody. How are we doing tonight, y'all? Hey. Howdy, howdy. Well, that was uh, quite the experience. Heck of a delay, and then we finally actually got some shows going, and by the end of the night, it turned out pretty well. Yeah, I'm shocked that we actually had a show tonight. They cut it real close on that. Yeah, props to DCI. Um, having come from the event world and event background, I know how stressful weather can be at events like that. So, um, yeah, props to DCI for getting all the shows in. Yeah, it looked at the beginning that we were going to be a little bit dicey, but really glad we got the entire night in. That was a great baseball game. Wasn't that great, folks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It, you know, I actually um, didn't plan on plugging this. Oh, we got scores. Oh, live cool. Oh. Live scores. Uh, uh, yep, scores. I'll, I'll say okay. real quick, I didn't plan on plugging this this early, but um, it was really cool to be at the old Turnout Field tonight. Um, first time DCI's ha- ever had a show there, um, but a lot of history with with Turner Field and DCI. Uh, Cadets actually performed there back in 1996 for the Summer Olympics, so just kind of a cool tie-in, and uh, it's neat to have DCI there tonight. But yeah, let's uh, let's check out scores. Okay. Um. So. Oh my God. Yeah. Boston are close. Holy cow. Boston are close. <laughs> oh boy. That's interesting. <laughs> wow. And you know, look at uh, Crown ahead of Bluecoats. Yep. Yeah. So you have Crown in third after last night. After Bluecoats beat Crown last night, and man, I mean that's like less than two points from first to fourth. That's wild. Boston won. Yeah. Boston won visual. Boston won visual. They took second in two of the three visual captions and still won on the strength of their color guard. Oh my god. Also, Phantom jumped Mandarins and Cavies are ahead of both. That's very much a decision. I, I think I'd have Cavies move down uh, below Mandarins, but I do agree with Phantom making the jump. They were incredible tonight. They're getting better, but they're one of those cores that's getting literally better with every performance. There's not one of those things where it's like, uh, you know, I'm not sure if it I'm not sure it's working out today. No, it's like, no, we're going to go out there and we're going to smash people. Like this is, this is, this is the time of year where you can't go. Well, you know, we had an off performance tonight because these margins are going to get closer and closer and closer. And things are going to get really weird in August when we put everybody together and we stop this group of three thing and who goes on after the break. And I'm not sure what's going on. We throw all that out the window and we find out who's made of what. Uh, at world championships yeah i mean look at the look at the spread in that area too half a tenth between mandarins and phantom that's wild and then you have cavaliers half a point ahead of phantom so yeah i mean uh you know matt and i talked last week about how crazy that grouping was gonna be and it (laughs) has not stopped since last week and it will not stop for the next two weeks i'm gonna pause everyone before we before we continue on any further I am Matthew. I am also the person behind the at Saturday Night or the Saturday Night Lights Twitter account and writer on Gem. And I'd lo- I'd love it if we could all introduce ourselves so that people knew who was talking. Yeah, uh, I am Aaron Blackley. I am uh, the person behind uh, Jim Aaron B and the writer Aaron Blackley. It's 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 a pretty crazy connection, but yeah. Hi, I'm David. Um, I am behind Marching Arts by the Numbers. Um, I have a uh, pretty extensive history in the marching arts, and just recently kind of started this whole project uh, this summer with a bunch of data analysis behind DCI scores. And yeah, happy to join the GEM team this summer. 
Uh, hi, my name is Daniel Valdez. I am one of the admins, one of the moderators, and one of the live bloggers for TexasFans.com. You can find me at DanPodValdez on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, MySpace, all those great things. Uh, basically, basically Texas marching band stuff, but I know a thing or two about drum corps, so please uh, listen when I talk. I appreciate And by the way, great to be on here. This is really cool. <laughs> Hope I don't get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you better watch it. <laughs> These scores are crazy. <laughs> yeah, you know, I almost have to wonder if if performance order may have played a role tonight, especially with Blue Devils going on third from the last. Uh, you know, I believe BD was last last week, and they had that huge spread last week, and then uh, not the case tonight. And um, so, yeah, I'm just curious what your guys' all thoughts are, and if you think performance order maybe played a role. Part of it, maybe. Part of it, but you got to look at the numbers. Look, I mean, they. They won three, no, I'm sorry, they won two out of the four general effect categories. They were second in one of them and third in the other one. They won visual proficiency, they won visual analysis, but you got to look at the, everybody wants to blame show designs and stuff like that, and we want to, oh, you know, the show's not working, and that's why, no, you got to look at the individual captions. That color guard caption cannot, you cannot win a championship with fourth place because these guys are getting better and better and better and better. We went from a 1.2 gap last night to almost a negligible gap in like what less than 24 hours with basically the same exact lineup except vanguard uh did their thing tonight and we'll talk about their their incredible closer <laughs> yeah we definitely need to give them a shout or a shout out soon i definitely was honestly the thing that's really speaking to me from these right now just initially it's wild to see just how different these or especially these brass numbers are compared to yesterday i know we had or because today crown won brass and that wow. wasn't exactly the case yesterday yeah so which one so okay so which performance is right that's the big question we got we went from fourth one night to first then another night did they magically get better did they have their lucky charms this morning i mean it's you gotta sit like which one's which one's right this is the problem we have in texas with uil with our old judging system we're like we're like the, the order is literally flopped <laughs> from three hours ago what happened <laughs> yeah, and I mean, just even looking at some other captions too. Boston won drums, which is which is huge. Yeah, um, got third in drums. That's that's yeah. Incredible. So, and you know, Matt and I talked last week too about drums being another one of those captions down the stretch that could really make or break a lot of cores. Uh, Dan talked about guard being one of those captions for for Blue Devils, and you know, it's drums is very much the case for Crown. Uh, for a couple other cores further down the score sheet. So, yeah, just uh, a lot of these individual captions that are, are really contributing to the to the overall placings here. Definitely. What's going to be interesting is Allentown, how that's going to work out. Because, remember, we're, the way you determine World Championship prelims, you take San Antonio, you take the Atlanta weekend, you take Allentown, you mash those three scores together. Whatever your average is, whoever's highest, they're going on last. So... The Blue Devils have very little room to play with now. So if they go to Allentown and Boston is on a different night than them and they outscore them, you know, I wish somebody would create a data studio with uh, scores and stuff like that. That would be really cool if someone, if <laughs> David, I know you're busy and stuff, but that would be really neat. Well, so you know you what? That. <laughs> I have just the thing for you. Oh baby, I love it. It's uh, it's linked in my Twitter bio. It is also I have a t tiny URL for it, which I know those are probably what ten years old at this point, but it's the easiest way to 
to link that is tinyurl.com slash dci2022. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's a, a dashboard on Google Data Studio with all the latest scores and rankings and all the fun, nerdy numbers that people like to look over. It's too tiny. I can't click it. <laughs> it's too tiny. So I'm... I'd like to take us real quick. We weren't really show for, sure for a while if this show was going to go on. I mean, I was looking at pictures that were sent to me by some of my friends who were there at 5 o'clock when it was just absolutely pouring. A lot of the cores got or had some real big issues with that affecting their warm-up time. And so I was wondering what y'all thought on just how much that affected some of the earlier cores. Cause it felt like some of the cores had a little bit of a rougher performance than they had had in the past, but it felt like it got better as the night went on. Absolutely. Yeah. That's definitely one of those things as a performer, you know, no matter what contest you're at, you're, you're used to a schedule. You just, okay, I'm getting off the bus here. I'm going to warm up here. I'm going to the tunnel here. We're on the show here. When that's disrupted for an extended period of time, you kind of don't know what to do with yourself. So everybody's got a different, method of hey i'm gonna get loose i'm gonna play cards i'm gonna do whatever you can do to to you know keep loose so that we're not just standing still so that you don't have the issues that you had earlier tonight where you know you're taking like the first minute of the show to really get your legs under you and get your heart pumping and stuff that's a very difficult thing for a performer to do um so yeah a lot of the earlier cores that were dealing with uh big time delays inside the stadium definitely affected their performance well i think we got reports too that i mean there was maybe still a little bit of rain even coming down during the first few cores so that absolutely uh even just that little bit can can throw you off if you're not used to it i know a uh, genesis is run it was still raining um it wasn't like pouring but it was like a bit more than sprinkling i'm pretty sure and uh i think that might have affected how they performed might have like shaken them up especially it being a younger core this year Absolutely. I do know that for or for sure, some cores actually missed out on visual warm up entirely. So that I that can have helped. Oh, not at all. You got to you got to get limber. You got to do all that stuff. You know, uh, it, it's like I said, it's routine. It's routine. It's routine. When it's disrupted, it becomes a mind game after that. Can you get your head right before the, the performance? And plus, it's such a weird configuration in the stadium that when you go out there, you're not exactly sure what you're going to see. So there is a little bit of that mm-hmm. thing when you walk out of the tunnel, like, Hey, wait a minute. Why am I performing on first base? Like, like what the heck's going on? Like mm-hmm. that's it, it. It's a weird configuration. Uh, I think it worked. I don't know what the performers thought of it or the core directors or whatnot. So uh, yeah. it'll be interesting to see if we can have it there uh, again next year, hopefully with no rain. I mean, I know David posted an article about this earlier in the week, but with the exception of one core, who all of who whom's members, if they had had kids right then, would have or they would have already have aged out, are the only ones that have performed in this stadium before. This is the stadium that hasn't been touched by DCI since 1996, and even then, that, that was just the cadets. This is an entirely new beast for all. Let's. Of them. Uh, I want to talk about. Uh, we saw a lot of new endings tonight too, and especially I want to get Dan and Aaron's thoughts since they were at San Antonio last mm-hmm. week. Um, obviously, uh, Atlanta this time of year, we talked last week is, is the big time of year to, for cores to put out new, I shouldn't say new products, but almost new products on the field. And, uh, we definitely saw a lot of that blue last night or excuse me, blue coats last night with their, with their uniform change. And then Vanguard threw in a soft ending. BD had some new stuff in there. So yeah, I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on some of those new endings. Yeah, it was actually for me, uh, I haven't been keeping up with the streams as much, uh, 
ever since uh, the chorus left Texas. So it was actually my first uh, <laughs> reaction to all three of them. I, um, I don't. Which one were any of them's like new specifically tonight? No, they were last night. Uh, no, Vanguard. Vanguard was tonight. Blue was last night, and Blue Devils was last night as well. Murphy's bro. Okay, yeah. So um, I was like aware that there are changes being made, but I didn't know what to expect, and so <laughs> it was really cool to like see Blue Coats um, come out with that. That's like one of the most ambitious uniform changes I've ever seen. I want to know how exactly they pulled it off because it's not like you're just taking off of performance top and there's something else beneath. Um, they're just they're wearing something entirely different, both the shirt and the pants. It's super cool. And then Blue Devils. I always love it when Blue Devils reprise their uh, uh, ballads in their closers. Um, mm-hmm. So the fact that they finally added Moon River into the closer made me super happy. It It's just a much more satisfying ending for that show. Yeah, no joke. And then Vanguard knocking out. Even though it's, it's funny, we would, we would look at those set pieces for Vanguard. Like, why are those things moving around so much? Well, we found out the answer tonight <laughs> where they basically literally found Nirvana tonight. It was really cool. It was, it, it was see that final chord, which was done at San Antonio. And that's where they ended the show at San Antonio. And then they start doing the thing and they're like, okay, here we go. What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? And it took a while to set up. I kind of like that. I kind of like that. They stretched it out. Then you see the set pieces fold down flat and everybody gets in the middle and they're all one product. They're all one entity, if you will. Perfect. Perfect for the show. Perfect. So good. And of course, yeah, it's awesome. Awesome stuff. And then, of course, Blue Coats with their with their uniform change, which is really neat. The Blue Doubles, of course, with their, and I, I mentioned this to the guys earlier tonight, this in 2009 when they were doing the 1930 show, their first movement's called Mosaic, where they basically introduce themes over and over again. It's, it's such a unique way of constructing a closer or constructing ideas into one kind of thing. So... To see them do that again, it's just, it's, just, it's. Cl- I mean, they've been doing it for 15 years, so that's, cl- it's, it's kind of classic, uh, classic Blue Devil stuff there. So yes, uh, approval, uh, rubber stamp, uh, A plus on all three of these endings. Great stuff. Yeah, I, I didn't, uh, I did gloss over Vanguard, but I still love their ending. It really caught me off guard because I wasn't expecting like a, a new ending. I thought it was good as was, but I really enjoyed it. It kind of like feels more like finding nirvana now it's an ending i didn't know that it needed yeah that absolutely took things to the next level i i think the perform i thought all season the performers were doing a fantastic job with material that just maybe wasn't at or or really designed to showcase them in the best way but this ending just kind of changed my entire impression on the show it's still not Quite one of my favorite Vanguard shows, as I believe someone mentioned in the blog in the blog earlier. But at the same time, wow, that completely turned everything on its head for me. It's coming together, and they're and they're getting healthy, and that's a big mm-hmm. thing that we have to talk about this year. Is like who's healthy, who's not. It's almost like we're talking about football. Like at the end of the year, like well, you know, they would be really good, but you know, they had a lot of injuries this year. We're talking the, the same way about drum corps and and. COVID-19 it's it's the similarities are kind of scary I don't want to talk about people being healthy and not healthy because I want them to be healthy all the time I want them to be at their best uh and 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 really throw down when it counts it just sucks that that a lot of a lot of groups have been dealing with it this year 
I definitely think it's really a really great time to kind of dive into some of the lower placements for or, or that that we might not have touched when the scores first came out because there's a lot of really interesting stuff going on down there. What are you thinking, David? Yeah, I was just looking at some of that too. Um, the biggest thing that stuck out to me, um, I thought Academy and Music City would have been a little bit closer tonight. Um, mm-hmm. I based on the two performances from those two cores and where they had been scoring. Um, a point seems a little bit uh, big to me. I thought Music City would be a little bit closer and maybe even catch him tonight. Um, otherwise, it kind of shook out the way I expected. Madison is kind of, you know, slotted where they are right now. They didn't have many other folks in their region at uh, this show tonight with, you know, Crossman Troopers, Colts, uh, all those folks ahead of them being at Winston-Salem tomorrow night. Um, so Madison's score is, is not too much of a surprise. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to Genesis though. Genesis had a nice bump of about two points, just a little under two points, uh, from their last show in Little Rock. So it's always cool to see, um, uh, cores making strides that way, especially this time of year, those noticeable point jumps might not happen from show to show. And, uh, anytime you can see that happen, it's, it's cool to see. With Genesis, they're not, they're not even done with their show, like, the mirror thing the has the light uh it's been working on and off the past few shows um mm-hmm. and it wasn't working again tonight uh but there's also supposed to be a something else that they're going to be doing with that mirror uh that's my friend in genesis has told me that's gonna hopefully will bring them a lot of effects so i i'm expecting genesis to continue this upward climb i'm not sure how far they can get but i do think they'll be closing the gap between them and uh pacific crest at least absolutely i definitely think it's real interesting how close academy and scouts are relatively but it's really hard for me to see quite frankly it's really hard for me to see academy making that jump just looking at the ge score specifically it because it looks like two out of the three judges have them overperforming their g or their rep numbers by at least 0.2 and then one judge has them dead even the other one's just behind whereas madison they're almost or almost across the board they're consistently underperforming their reps so totally yeah that's that's super yeah it's super interesting with with you know it's it's kind of like when you're when you're getting to that when you're uh, when you're getting to that that level of where we are in like with scouts and academy and music city and stuff i mean that could be like a a, a performance to performance type thing like it's getting to that point where they're getting close enough to where hey one bad performance or one off performance you could get jumped and uh that's that's the nature of the activity that's they're kind of all in that same ballpark so i mean it's one of those things like again just performance 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 that's something i've totally believe in that's something that absolutely has to be uh a paramount at the end of the season and I think uh, if it's all right with you guys, I'm going to transition into open class too because we did have two open class cores uh, tonight. Um, Gold posting a 70.3, which is awesome. It was Tonight was their first show in 20 days, which is hard to believe. Um, they had, I believe, some COVID issues a couple weeks ago when they were still in California. And then they, they took their time about a week or so to travel east to perform. They... They flew over to Atlanta. They didn't drive. Really? Oh, that's, wow. Wow. That's, that's pretty that's cool. That's an investment. Yeah. So uh, pretty cool to see them make that, that 
uh, that long distance travel to, to perform for the first time ever in core history in Atlanta tonight. And then Heatwave 2, uh, Heatwave scored a 59.3 and I believe closed out their season with this performance, correct? Yep. That was their last show of the year. They're actually traveling back on down to Florida in the morning. And Guardians! Hey, everybody, it's the Guardians with a pop at a seventy, pop at a seventy-two. Yeah, holy cow! That puts him that puts him in twenty-first place overall with the updated Data Studio tiny URL David link that he's got going there in twenty-first place right now. Congratulations to them! Wow, I did not see that coming. <laughs> yeah, they're, I'm I'm. I'm sort of surprised, but after seeing them two times in tech, no, three times in Texas, I, I could see like there's a lot of potential with that show. Like, I think they're performing it very, very well. The show's very fun too. Feels like a, some some good old classic Guardians. Yeah, and I think um, you know, open class is always so hard to predict every year because you have cores just spread out throughout the country and you know maybe one or two at this show one or two at this show and they really don't have a chance to compete against each other until later in the season and right now we're starting to see that so yeah guardians uh was tonight was the first night they saw other competition uh maybe the same for the battalion actually too um and it's just interesting to see how open class is starting to shape up too um we know that blue devils b sc vc Gold Spartans uh, likely going to be the top four right now, but Guardians, man, they're making their case as well. And then even further down, really tight competition between Southwind Legends, uh, again, the Battalion, River City Rhythm. So, yeah, just a lot of interesting groupings uh, shaping up in open class right now. Yeah, open class is very much like the Royal Rumble wrestling term. <laughs> like, you never know who's coming out of that curtain. You never know who's going to show up night to night. It's going to change from night to night. It's just the way open class is. It's very difficult to get these groups because they're so regionalized. And then they, when they come out east, they split up even further, it seems. So it's hard to, to judge what you're going to get from night to night. And it's hard to get them all together in one venue. So, uh, you know, open class, very, very compelling this year. Which Marion is going to be a bloodbath. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I also <laughs> want to give a shout out to Legends, too. Legends started their season a lot later than... Pretty much every other core uh, just had their. They started yeah, yesterday. Just, that, that was, was their competitive first show. performance yesterday, and um, honestly, I don't think a lot of us knew what to expect with them. But it's it's really cool to see them uh, right up in there too against Southwind, and hopefully they'll be uh, finishing in the top half of Open Class Finals. We'll see what happens there. Absolutely. What the heck is going to happen tomorrow night? What on earth is going to? What the night beat? This is probably going to be the best night beat ever in terms of what's like, we don't know what's going to happen. We've had two different nights where we're like, which, which one's right. So is night beat going to be the one that's going to be like, okay, this is how it's going to be the rest of the season. Or is it going to throw everything, everything completely out of whack? I don't know how you guys feel about it. Do you want the chaos with like, Hey, got fourth and brass one day. Then we got first and brass. And now we got third the next day. Like, do you guys like that stuff? Or do you like kind of knowing like, okay, the scores are lining up with what, I think the score should be because I'm kind of torn on both. I mean, it's hard to think that crown's not going to have the advantage here, right? Cause it's their home show. They're going to get a lot of great crowd re crowd reaction and crowd interaction, which a lot of their show when GE is based on from that crowd. 
And they're going last. They are the culmination of the night. How did that happen? Huh. Weird. That's okay. I'll, I'll write. I'll, I'll write a petition on change.org. <laughs> we'll, we'll get that all figured out. No worries. Got to think that they're coming. They're coming out with the advantage here. Yeah, and I was just, uh, you know, we can get into other shows later in the week in a bit, but I was looking at some other core schedules for the rest of the season. Blue Devils uh, have, outside of World Championships weekend, three shows left. Tomorrow night uh, at Night Beat, uh, Annapolis later this week, and Allentown on Friday. Those are the last three regular season shows for Blue Devils, which also means tomorrow night is the last time the top six are all together before World Championships. So t- tomorrow is absolutely, if you're going to if you're gonna make a statement and try to move up a place, got to do it tomorrow. Otherwise, you're waiting you know, for another two weeks until World Championships. If you're making a statement and trying to hold a place, you got to make that tomorrow too. Yeah, and you got to look at that. Blue Coat's going on right after the intermission. I mean, this is... That's a bad draw. <laughs> that's not. That's not a great. That's not a great draw because after everything that's happened the last forty-eight hours, now they're going on night beat. They're gonna go out with like the sun still in the sky. Like it's gonna be kind of weird. But if they can hold on, if they can hold on, and with that bad of a with that bad of a draw, if they can hold on, there's there could be some interesting things going down in Allentown. Can't wait for it. The other interesting thing I was looking forward to tomorrow night at Night Beat as well was getting a chance to see the lower half of finals uh, at the moment finalists uh, compete. You know, tonight we had Blue Stars, Cavaliers, Mandarins all up against each other. Tomorrow night we have Colts, Blue Knights, Crossmen, Troopers, um, that whole grouping there. Um, so definitely, you know, who knows what will happen in that grouping. Uh, Colts obviously made a huge statement last week, getting 12th in San Antonio. Uh, Blue Knights, you know, we'll see what happens there. Crossmen right on the tails of everyone and Troopers. Um, so, yeah, just who knows what will happen in that grouping. Totally. we got to look at and Jersey Surf. Jersey Surf's back. Yay, Jersey Surf. And we need to, yeah, that's a that's a push for trying to make semifinals with that. They've had a rough season, to say to say it uh, to say it lightly. So uh, hopefully they're healthy. Hopefully they're well, and hopefully they come out with uh, with everything on on firing on all cylinders as they lead off the event. Night beat tomorrow night. Yeah, that's gonna be actually that's gonna be excellent stuff. And of course we got Crossman, like that whole thing, that Crossman Blue Knights Colts thing. I don't think that's probably like the biggest question mark. Like which one? Which one's right? Who's getting twelfth? Yep, it's there for the taking. Because I mean, even even up until recently, troopers have had a real solid claim to at least being in that conversation. I mean, the real question you have to have now is, could they or could they have been a potential finalist if they hadn't lost so many rehearsal hours this past week and probably going into next week to COVID? Yeah, they could have been up there totally. I still think they can get. I think I still think they can get in that conversation. Because the show is so like I'm gonna grab your throat and I'm gonna crush it, and there'll be a police investigation later. Like that'll be one of those. Th- it's be one of those things. So it's like when you're looking at like visceral stuff, that stuff goes a long way, especially late in the season when things can get a little stagnant. You've been doing the same product over and over and over and over again. You don't want to fall into the trap where you're running through the motions because when that happens, somebody's going to pass you. Yeah, I got I to gotta take a moment and re- do a real quick shout out to Lindsay Schuler because with what she's been able to do with their visual program and their design, that's just taken that up such a or such an, to the next level compared to what they, we were looking at their last competitive season. Yeah, absolutely. 
And Pacific Crest will be at uh, Night Beat tomorrow night, too. So um, that's another core to keep an eye on. And, um, yeah, with Surf not having uh, had a performance in a while, it'll be interesting to see where those two end up. And like Daniel was saying a little bit earlier, both both of those cores will be uh, fighting to be in the mix for semifinals in a few weeks. Yeah. Um, Pacific Crest is interesting to me because, I mean, there's – I don't think it's a it's a secret that <laughs> they had a rough start to their season. And they, they really stepped it up during that break uh, between, uh, well, before uh, they did Texas Tour. They they had like a huge, something like a an eight-point jump between two shows. Um, and I'm, I'm just, I'm curious if they're going to continue that trajectory um, and if they're going to like start... Co- getting on the tails of Music City and the Academy, or if they'll um, start to fall behind and Genesis will catch up to them instead. Would that be a thing? Let's Okay, let's play devil's advocate here. Let's say Pacific Crest starts jumping up placements and the season's over. Do other cores around those types of placements, do they follow the same mo- a tour model where we take like, you know, a week or two away from competition and we just work on our own and try to get everything down does that become a trend i mean it worked for crown this year that they it keeps working for crown they've early in the season they take a week off they work at the or the summer symposium for music for all and they're usually pretty darn good after that they when they fall back it's usually later in the season after they've been performing for a little bit longer yeah and i think just uh you know who knows what the future holds with with chords obviously needing to be a little bit more financially sound in just today's world and yeah absolutely I think um, for sure some of these lower tier cores if they need you know financial for financial purposes if they need to take that week off but then yeah you know, like like Daniel was saying for competitively yeah, absolutely I think that would would be a great idea for a lot of them I'm waiting for the first all electric core like okay no more no more buses no more diesel engines no more running on french fry grease just all electric you just slam i mean elon's got money musk has money just tweet at him a bunch of times and who knows maybe he just drops off a bunch of a uh, he just drops off a bunch of <laughs> but then you have to follow the supercharger map and everything and i don't know enough about that i don't know enough about that stuff it's okay the buckies here in texas have plenty of those things well, I want to look at a few other shows coming up this week. I know we talked about Nightbeat, obviously, tomorrow night. Um, Soaring Sounds in Centerville is another show to watch on Wednesday. That one's going to be on Flow Marching as well. Uh, Blue Stars, Cavaliers, and Mandarins all at that show, so that will be um, a good one to watch for that competitive grouping. And then Allentown. Man, Allentown is always split. Kind of weird, and I know like you can never predict at the beginning of the season when they assign which core is going to be at which show, but... Um, it shaped up kind of interesting this year. Uh, Friday, we have Blue Coats, Boston, and Blue Devils. Um, I'll let uh, on that night, Friday night again, and which is actually pretty interesting. Sometimes Saturday tends to be a bit more of the premiere night with some of the bigger cores, but it uh, looks like it's going to be Friday this year. And then Saturday, again, Blue Stars, Cadets, Cavaliers, Crown, um, all on Saturday night. So again, Allentown, uh, you know, you never get that exact competitive split that you might want, but um, this year for sure, some of those groupings are, are staying together, which will be good to see. Totally. And the Allentown's such a classic show. We don't have a lot. We don't have a lot of those anymore in DCI. 
like Atlanta, you kind of was going to be that sort of thing. And then the Georgia dome blew up and then <laughs> Mercedes Benz has a hole in it. So it, it like, it breaks, it breaks microphones and all that stuff. So Allentown's such a classic show. It's one of those things that's kind of like as a drum corps nerd, that's kind of a bucket list kind of thing to go over there and like experience it and get there early and eat the food and stuff. And the competition's great, but, but from everybody that I've talked to over the years, they've said that Allentown, that's the, that's, you're going to want to go there at some point uh, and just uh, experience what, what that's like in, in Pennsylvania. I mean, speaking as somebody who performed there, it's, it's something special. There's a buzz to that crowd that really isn't like any other. It feels like a, a crowd that knows what they're talking about, that knows what they're watching more, almost more so than anyone else. So if you do well there, if you get the crowd on your side there, that's a real good sign for you later on. I wanted to touch on the the Saturday lineup of a uh, uh, Blue Stars Cadets and Cavaliers. Um, I think that'll be interesting because, like, right now there's kind of a gap between Cadets and Blue Stars, and then between Blue Stars and Cavaliers. And I'm curious, and I, like that's been pretty consistent since San Antonio. Um, but I'm curious if anyone can like find some extra juice and just push ahead make maybe make an upset and change the course like um i mean cavaliers they seem to be like on a somewhat upward trend right now um and with uh their percussion doing well uh compared to blue stars i could i could potentially see an upset there uh come allentown um so i'm gonna be looking for that especially I think that 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 specific range, like a uh, blue stars down to Phantom, or based off of the, uh, or I guess it's Mandarins now, but uh, just that seven to ten range is going to be super interesting for the rest of the season. I like that we have these pockets of like groups that are like really going after each other this year. I like that. That's really neat. <laughs> like just having, and it's not just the top and then like, Oh, who's going to make semifinals. No, it's like across the board. You can, you can see it in the numbers and everything. Like, okay, you got this group here. They're changing places basically from show to show. And it's like that across the board. So it makes exciting. It makes for exciting times. But if you're like favoring one over the other, you're probably having a heart attack right now. You're probably sitting there like this is this is not what I signed up for. Forget it. I'm going to go watch the WNBA or something less stressful and <laughs> just take my mind off of what <laughs> just take my mind off of uh, uh it's it's stressful being a drum corps fan. It can, it can be it can be really stressful. It really feels right now like there's only one core that's pretty safe and confident where they're at, and that's Vanguard. Even Blue Devils, who I'm going to remind everyone, still are undefeated this year. Boston's pulled them within striking distance, and that's and I've definitely heard from some boss or from some people who know what they're talking about with Boston that there's at least talk about potentially getting a new closer out there. I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know how much I would give to those, but at the same time, there's talk about it. And if they can pull something out that really just sets the world on fire, I don't think it's out of the question to at least give them a chance. Yeah. Do do you know what Boston doesn't have yet in their show? The conquest shots. They have not added the shots yet. And I, I, I think it's pretty safe to bet considering they've done it every year since forever, except for 2017, that those are still on their way. Still mad about that. Still mad about that. 
Still, still bad about that. Dear Boston, who the hell do you think you are? Gonna go to Chris Chris Holland personally. <laughs> personally? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Just do it, do it in all emojis, I'm sure. I mean, realistically, if there's any year where they're gonna want Conquest shots in there, it's gonna be the year that they finally have the chance to do it. Those That alumni base would be royally ticked if the if the year that they popped it out they popped the championship out was the year that they don't do conquest shots i i would argue the opposite be like okay you took it out and you won a title <laughs> never play it again don't ever play it again just that's gone it's not part of our history we're gonna erase it from the books we're gonna cancel it cancel conquest <laughs> hashtag cancel and <laughs> and that's what we're gonna do if that means more championships then but okay, I'm down with that. <laughs> I honestly find it kind of crazy that we're having the discussion of a Boston championship. Because like uh, people have been asking me, like, hey, do you think Boston have a chance to win it all? And it's like, ah, nah, Blue Devils are too good. And I was even saying that tonight. And, but I was also saying, hey, Boston is absolutely incredible tonight. But <laughs> they that score, um, that blew me away. I'm... Excited to see if that continues. Well, and just for some historical context, too, uh, we were chatting uh, kind of in our own group message earlier today that winning a championship from never having been in the top three is incredibly rare and would just be absolutely historic. So add that into the mix. You know, Boston not even having been in this territory before just makes it all that more exciting. So, yeah, really... um, be really interesting to see what happens these final two weeks. Also, uh, something I think is worth mentioning: um, out of the current top six, there are only two cores uh, that fielded competitive uh, shows that toured last year, and those are, that's Boston and Blue Coats. And I think Boston was definitely more leaning into the competitive side, while Blue Coats was just. Let's do Beatles again because it's fun. So I, I, who knows? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was also a little. We got to get more out of this. We got to like. We got to squeeze the. We got to squeeze the Lucy juice out of there a little bit more. So. Well, I think. Uh, is there anything else you guys want to talk about competitive wise? I think we've kind of said our our piece tonight. Get a did a good recap of Atlanta, a good preview of what's to come this week. Any, any final words? I do want to give a quick shout out to a bunch of cores have dealt with some real nasty or real nasty COVID since San Antonio. I blue coats are the big ones that have performed tonight, but I know there have been potential issues at crown. There have been potential issues at Boston Academy or had to sit out a show due to it. And it's really great to see all of them back out. I so I I I hope we can see troopers tomorrow. If not, they'd make they're, if that's the right choice for them. It, that's great. Take care of your members. Take or keep them safe. Keep them healthy. But it's really great seeing a lot of the cores be able to kind of push through a lot of that while also being able to keep their members safe. Yeah, I think um, the biggest shout out to Bluecoats because. Only missing one show with, uh, you know, who knows what their outbreak was, how many members were sick, but um, to have such a handle on that was incredible. And I, I was thinking for sure they were going to be out a little bit longer than they were, 
but only to miss one show. Um, you know, maybe that's just me seeing Phantom and Cavaliers had it worse early in the season and expecting the worst with them. But yeah, it was really great to see them back. And then yeah, like you said, uh, Troopers Academy, well, Academy performed tonight, but you know, Troopers for sure. Hopefully, we see them tomorrow night and. Um, yeah, obviously, number one priority is just keeping everyone healthy down the stretch. A lot of cores earlier this week released statements that they're not allowing uh, public rehearsals or folks in their lots and warm-ups and all that stuff. So hopefully fans continue to respect uh, those requests in the final two weeks. And yeah, like I said, just number one priority. Let's let's keep everyone healthy. So I'm going to, or each of y'all, you're going to get the chance to promo, promo anything that you are putting out soon. So who wants to go first? I'll go first. So, uh, August 1st, happy Texas marching band drill day, uh, general effect media article coming out 9am sharp, bring your water jug, bring your shoes, bring your yoga mat. I'm going to tell you all about August 1st, about the state of Texas and why that's such and a very important day, and I'm going to run you through all the summer band roles here in the state of Texas and General Effect Media at Dampod Daldrez on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, MySpace, and uh, AOL Online. So, uh, Okay, um, yep. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me on, uh, on Twitter at JimAaronB. Uh, I don't have anything specific planned to be released, but um, expect a lot of uh, articles and uh, stuff from about a... Uh, BOA and Texas band in general uh, coming in the next few weeks because I have a few ideas like uh, this year in Texas there's a lot of uh, bands who are doing BOA for the first time and you probably haven't heard of most of them so (laughs) I thought I'd help with that and yeah I'll pass it on to David. Like I said earlier my name is David I go by Marching Arts by the Numbers. Uh, My Twitter handle here is at band underscore scores. Um, I'm also fairly active in the drum corps subreddit. Uh, my handle there is user slash marching arts BTN. Uh, we talked about my dashboard earlier, posting all of the fun nerdy number stuff. Um, I also try to do a lot of that uh, on the GEM website. Um, like I plugged earlier too, I wrote an article earlier this week about the 1996 cadets and their performance at the Summer Olympics. Um, the other fun article I have coming up is a visitor's guide to Indianapolis for the drum corps fan. Um, I've had the privilege of li- of living in Indianapolis for close to a decade now, so I'm very familiar with the city. I love having all of the marching arts events right in my backyard, and yeah, just hopefully I can provide everyone visiting here in a couple weeks uh, some answers to some burning questions from like, where do I park? Where do I eat? What do I do? How do I put on pants? Uh, just <laughs> kidding about that last one, but um, <laughs> who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll throw it in there. But uh, I, love this. I love this guy. <laughs> but yeah, um, like I said, that that's something to look forward to. And um, my focus here for the final two weeks is obviously the drum corps season. But uh, once we are wrapped up with there, you know, I'll I'll start contributing a little bit in the BOA and fall marching band world as well. Awesome. Thanks so much, David. Once again, you can find me pretty much everywhere. My username, Reddit handle, all that is going to be at satnight, L-I-T-E-S. That's at satnightlights, L-I-T-E-S. Um, right now, the big thing I'm working on is going to be a little bit of an article about 
kind of what legends have had to deal with in their quest to get back on the road this year. They definitely had a really interesting little bit of twists and turns here and there. And so it's been really great to see them do as well competitively as they have been. Um, in addition to that, I've put out a couple of articles pretty recently. Uh, one of them is about all of the COVID things that are that cores are dealing with. And we saw a lot of that this week, obviously. My most recent one I'm real proud of is actually all about Texas Tour and the heat that they've been dealing with. Because quite frankly, a lot of this that we've or that's been going on has been pretty unsustainable. So there's a lot of questions raised there. So you can take a look at that. All that stuff is posted on General Effect Media. And then last thing, I am also or one of the people behind the upstage on flow marching. So feel free to go take a look at that. It's fun. It's a good time. I work with a lot of great people doing some real fun work on that. So thank you everybody for hanging out with us. We found out that Daniel Vald Valdez wants to cancel conquest. Cancel conquest. Vanguard <laughs> Vanguard has found finally found Nirvana and we all had a great night with some absolutely insane scores, insane shows, and it was a great time. Thanks everyone, and have a good night and be safe. Bring It In is brought to you by General Effect Media. Produced, directed, and hosted by Matthew Carstensen, and mixed and edited by Mike Bishop.